Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Holy moly! Man, woman, and child in that bottom of the aisle. Johnny the Jet Riders just for a moose of their shoe. Oh, they don't have him yet? Look at Tommy Frazier. How many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. What's going on, Husker fans? Welcome back to Believe in Nebraska Football on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Casacho, and we've got a big game ahead of us here in week four. The Huskers head to East Lansing to face the Michigan State Spartans in a showdown on Saturday night. Nothing like playing a night game under the lights, which the Huskers haven't gotten to do this year, um, and against a rank opponent, no less. And they actually haven't played Michigan State here in a little while. Uh, not since uh, Scott's first season in 2018. Uh, probably their best win of that season was a 9-6 game. Uh, Huskers won in Lincoln um, in the snow. Tight game. And it's a nice change of tune to talk about the Huskers playing a team on the upcoming week or on the schedule that the last time we played the Huskers beat them. Like it's nice to, it's nice to be able to say, yeah, the last time we met the Michigan state Spartans, the Huskers came out on top. That seems to not be what we're talking about week to week here. So that's a, that that's a nice change of pace. But before you go thinking that there's no revenge to be had here, no grudge, uh, Mel Tucker, the current head coach of Michigan state, was the head coach of Colorado when the Huskers went in there. The Huskers were ranked for the first time since 2016. Went into Colorado, blew a second-half lead, and ultimately lost to Colorado in overtime, and the fans were uh, brutal. So, you know, if, if you play the way the Huskers have for the last 20 years, you can kind of look into any game that you have and probably find some way or some reason to hold a grudge or want revenge. Um, and, and this Michigan State team certainly is not the Michigan State team the Huskers face in 2018. They're coming in here doing everything right, ranked. They, they've been faced with some, some similar challenges to the Huskers here earlier this season, but they've just been able to, to execute and, and, and succeed where the Huskers have failed. They opened the season like the Huskers did against a Big Ten opponent in Northwestern and just rolled them. Um, I think given that Northwestern was defending Big Ten West champs, I think people – I'm not sure if they, who was favored, but I think a lot of people thought Northwestern would have put up more of a fight than they did at, at a bare minimum. And they then are now coming off a, a win on the road against a ranked Miami team um, that they weren't favored in that game either. So they've, they've been able to succeed kind of where, you know, the Huskers lost to Illinois. And then it was impressive what we were able to do on the road against Oklahoma. And I would say that Oklahoma is probably is, is a better team than, than Miami. But Michigan State's still getting it done. Their offense runs through their running back, Kenneth Walker, who averages 8.6 yards per carry, is one of the best backs in the country. And in their run scheme, where Oklahoma likes to, to move their linemen around a little bit, pull guards, etc., Michigan State likes to just run the ball downhill at you. And 
He likes to to hit a crease, hit a little bit of space, and and he's not going. And Kenneth Walker isn't going down with one tackler. It's going to take more than one, and you can't you can't give him any room. It, it's an unbelievably tough challenge uh, to to stop this run game. And then what they do off the pass game is very efficient. Take deep shots once everybody's kind of choked down into the box defensively, trying to stop Kenneth Walker. They take a deep shot, and they're very successful at doing that. Uh, the quarterback Peyton Thorne completing about. 62% of his completion percentage this year and has thrown nine touchdowns to zero interceptions. Unbelievably efficient. This is going to be a huge challenge for the black shirts, but I think for the first time in a long time, I feel good enough about where the black shirts are at that I'm honestly like, I feel that they're up to the challenge every week, but this is as big of a challenge as any. You're going on the road, ranked opponent, and yeah, this offense, this is this is a Big Ten offense. They're going to be physical up front. The running back can hit a crease, hit space, do it all. He, he's one of the best backs in the country. Un, really difficult to tackle. Has big playability. All he has everything. So it's going to take all eleven guys to to hawk to the ball, seal up space, and take him down. And just you know, keep your eyes in terms of the secondary, making sure that we're we're not getting getting beat deep. Because the Spartans feature a trio of talented wide receivers as well in Jaden Reed, Jalen Nayor, and Trey Mosley, led by Jaden Reed. These guys can operate really well off that run game and and have been catching deep passes at, at a pretty high tick. Now, in terms of the Spartan defense, um, they're your typical Big Ten defense, unbelievably physical up front. Um, disruptive, but the biggest thing that they've done, and this is really the story of the Miami game they played last week, on the road, they were able to force four turnovers and come away with points. They were incredibly opportunistic, and that was really the difference between the two teams. I mean, it looked like uh, Michigan State just really rolled them, but the truth was it was just about Michigan State capitalizing on Miami's mistakes. Does that sound familiar, Husker fans? Because that's what has to happen for Nebraska to have a chance in this one. It's got to be clean. It's got to be clean as Oklahoma. It's got to be as clean as Buffalo. Like we ha- we have to in fact we have to take another step. We can't be having penalties on the first drive for 30 yards. We need to to pull it together and and put together take that next step stack in weeks. I believe the Huskers have been doing that. And that's a trend this season that's different, which I think could make the season special. But it will be a long night in East Lansing. If we're turning the ball over, I watched that Miami game and, 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 and it shook me a little bit. I'm like, imagining the ball coming out. We have to be tight, 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 clean, clean as we can, because you know, unless we've solved some of our special team issues in the last week, we need to be as clean as we can on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, taking the ball away when we can. And I think there were opportunities in that Oklahoma game where we didn't take the ball away, but also making sure that we're not putting the ball on the ground and that we're not giving them interceptions because they will jump on it and it will be a long night. So what do the Huskers need to do to face and defeat the Michigan state Spartans? The first thing is that they have to take a step in cleaning up the offensive line play. We started to talk about this every week and it remains true every week. They have taken some steps, but the run game has to be there more than it has. They didn't have 100 yards from running back position against Oklahoma. That's got to change. And it doesn't get any easier this week. They have a stout front seven at Michigan State. 
We need to be able to run the ball. And we took a big blow with the announcement this week that Gabe Irvin had surgery and is done for the year. Other guys have to step up. Ramir Johnson, Marky Stepp has got to be more involved. Um, I think just Ramir Johnson's play last week kind of kept Stepp out of the game. I think they intended to play him. But he's got to take a step up. And I've heard that Yant, like one of the the better storylines from the spring game last year, is kind of made progress in losing weight and that they're kind of maybe looking to get him involved more. Again, I like this running back room, but it's about the offensive line executing at a high level, and it's going to be tough. This is Big Ten defense time. Finding that running room isn't easy. They're, they're used to defending downhill running. We've got to be able to do it, though. We have to be able to do that. You don't want them pinning their ears back and coming against Martinez because at the end of the day, it's about Martinez. Like, he's going to be able to – the offense is going to go as far as Martinez carries us. The reason that the run game needs to get going is because the easier we make his job, the more successful this offense is going to be. The truth is, Peyton Thorne is being touted. You know, he has nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, his quarterback rating, his completion percentage. Martinez is right there with him. And as I said in last podcast, Martinez played better in a lot of ways than Spencer Radler last week. A Heisen favorite. So it's all there if we could put it together, but we just need to we need to execute. We need to execute in, in terms of the offensive line play and running backs have to step up. Losing Gabe Urban is definitely a blow. Definitely a big blow. But the hope is that this week, Oliver Martin will be back. That is huge. Xavier Betts got some meaningful playing time and was kind of the best receiver we had. Omar Manning had a great game against Oklahoma, too. So those two receivers having great games against Oklahoma. You add Oliver Martin back in the mix. We got Vokalek back. Austin Allen kind of helping those those tight ends, helping not just in the passing game, but also in, in the running game. We're starting to kind of collect the weapons that we, that, that we were hearing about in camp, that, that we were deeper and more talented. At least it's starting to show. It showed last week. If we add Oliver Martin to that mix, that's just another weapon for Martinez to have. But the run game has to be there in some capacity. They have to be at least concerned enough about it that they're not just dropping guys and, and pass rushing Martinez every play. Well, it, again, a long night. All of it will be the long night if we, if we can't get some of these things done. And they did. They moved. They stepped forward last week against Oklahoma. It just needs to be another step forward this week. Another step forward. Stack the week. Be that much better against Michigan State than they were against Oklahoma. Defensively, the truth is I think the defense has played well enough in all of the games this year for Nebraska to win, whether they lost or they didn't. Could the it, it made me feel great to hear Chenander, the defensive coaches, and the players in their conferences this week all talk about how they how there was room to do even more. Talking about how many third downs they had that if they you know they thought they should have had the you know the the sack or disrupted the play, they put them in that position and Oklahoma made the play. Uh, there was more out for them to get. That's what you want to hear. But I, I feel confident in the strength of this defense. I feel confident about them going on the field on, on any given Saturday. So in that category, they just got to, they, you know, take it to that next level, maybe make those plays on third down. That'd be huge. But other than that, they have really risen to the challenge. And I think I'm excited to see what the black shirts are going to do against a very, very efficient Michigan state offense. One of the backs, best backs in the country in Kenneth Walker. 
and a very efficient quarterback and Peyton Thorne and that trio wide receivers. Very good offense, but I think the black shirts are up to the challenge. Now, what would this game mean to the Huskers to get a win? And where does it stand? Where do the Huskers stand in this season? It's been kind of a whirlwind. I mean, at some point in this season, I said that after the Oz lost to Illinois, that this was the darkest hour. We were talking about losing the sellout streak. And the next thing you know, we're playing Oklahoma on the road, going blow for blow with them after 10 years. 50th anniversary of the game of the century. And all of a sudden, things start to feel different. And I was thinking back to probably the last really, really good season that the Huskers had. And we talked about it on this, you know, on this podcast when we talked about the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin. That season, 11-2. and two. The Huskers that year, didn't, things didn't start out perfectly. It started off with a, with a loss to UCLA. Later on in the season, they got blown out by Urban Myers, Ohio State. Lost two games, and in a lot of games that year, they got behind. But at the end of the day, the division champs go into the Big Ten Championship. All of that is still on the table for this team. And when you're watching them play blow for blow with the number three team in the country, I know we're looking down a bunch of ranked teams, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State, Michigan, left on the schedule. But the truth is, we just played with a number three team, and it came down to one one touchdown, two missed field goals, and a blocked extra point that gave them two points, three-point swing. We were in that game. That's the difference of the game. So offensively and defensively, we were right there. We were blow for blow with a number three team in the country. We could play the rest of these teams. We could, you know, everything's in front of them. Leave whatever happened behind, in some ways including that loss to, to Oklahoma. It's great that you played with them, but it was a loss. The rest of the season is in front of you. It's 0-0. Go beat Michigan State. Then go beat Northwestern. And so on. And if you do that, this season could be special. As special as, as we were, as we, we talked about in fall camp. The rosy, beautiful storylines of how the team had progressed. And now we're, like, after Oklahoma, it feels like we saw some of that. They just have to stack that week, move on to this one, and it should just be 0-0. Go on and win. If they win the rest of their games, we're going to the Big Ten Championship. That's the goal. That's where we're trying to go. That's all still in front of us. We just got to go take it. And it starts in East Lansing under the lights this Saturday. That's our show for this week. Tune in next week to hear what happened in the showdown between the Michigan State Spartans and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And as always, go Big Red. I was raised in Nebraska, but one time I journeyed south. And the things those Okies said down there Made me wipe out a couple of miles They like their Sooner football And they don't like the Huskers enough But I surprised them all when I sang this song I made them take off and run You can boast about your victory Tell me all about your team But when
bridges won't be clean You can brag about the Sooners And sing your old fight song But don't come across our borderline Cause you knuckleheads don't belong to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.